Okay, I'm recording. Okay, hey everybody, this is Spinnerack. We're doing a, an old-fashioned audio review of of comics. We haven't done, we haven't got to do any comic reviews in a little while. We got one coming for uh, Avengers Forever. We just want to put some images in there and make it look a little better. But we have one review for you today. Um, we also have Cal here, Cal Vanilla, saying hello to the people. Hey, how's everybody doing? Sorry I couldn't be there last time. I had that card pulled. A whole bunch of us know that card, but I won't talk about it. <laughs> well, so we have one one comic to review. You know, there's a hot you know, there's a hot bit of comic stuff going on with Marvel and DC and sales and that and diversity. And then twenty one issues in, in Batman they finally trying to deal with this this watchman button. Yeah. On the day there's nice they, you have this. Was it, I didn't. Do you have the comic in hand? Does oh, it have that sort of? Effect? I have. I think there are like six different variants of this book, and I have just about all of them. So yeah. <laughs> so it has a reflector thing. Yeah, there's a a lenticolor cover. There's a chrome cover, and there. Yeah. I think there's because normally the DC books give you two variants every month anyway. That book had four. I think it had four variants, including the lenticolor, and then if you were at a con, there was a different cover. So there's about five or six covers out there. I don't know how many altogether. I usually, well, you know, for my own collection, I just do those sorts of things. But again, I have to give you credit because you called it. You know, DC understood. They said, okay, we're going to do Rebirth. We're going to do all the number ones. All the number ones are going to have the variant issues, and then so we're going to be selling two number ones every month for two months. So we're going to make the money that way, and then. Before the sales even start slowing down, 21 issues, that's pretty good. Because at two issues a month, we're looking at about 10 months, a little bit more than 10 months in. And mm-hmm. where did they go? Just like you said, they hit Watchmen. So they're going to keep the sales up. So it's pretty smart. <laughs> well, they, the other thing is that people look at the drop, but for DC, same with like, um, you know, DK3. Like they, they've made their money in those first, the, like twice a month and the number ones. They made their money, so they have the cushion. Now they're pulling out this Watchmen stuff, and then they got some other stuff going on, which is like you know the new creator, not creator, but new character stuff that DC's doing. So they they they're not slowing down. Even if you're saying this is not your cup of tea, they're at least readable comic books. I, you have to say that, and you know they you know the steam is it's much better than what they did with um, the New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two, they really weren't the same people involved. As far as the top talent, just better done. I don't know if they were like just Jeff Johns. Story. You really couldn't control this time. <laughs> well, the story was uh, the story writing was horrible. <laughs> That's but the, the premise was terrible because they wanted to make the DC universe this darker place, and it's not. It's just not that place. So they were starting. They were starting from a. They were starting from a place where you were going to alienate a whole bunch of people who wanted to be on board, and then the people who came on board were. A lot of the guys who have this fixated notion about what the DC universe is, and so for them, they're, oh, this is great. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I can enjoy this. And then after what? About a year, they were gone. Because they were like, well, I'm not really into superheroes anyway. And those, I mean, how far can you go with, I mean, with Batman, okay, but with The Flash, with Superman, how far can you go with that sort of darkness? Those characters just don't lend themselves to it. So, yeah, Rebirth was definitely for them a shot in the arm where they needed to go. And I guess without further ado, let's get into Batman 21. Okay, um, do you want to start this one? Yes. I I can't say I did not enjoy this. I was looking forward to this issue because 
I really, I came up with Bronze Age Batman. Bronze Age Batman was really cool. He was an escape artist. He was a master of disguise. He was the world's greatest detective. All of those real things. And I thought those things were really great. And in addition to being a top criminologist, I thought mm-hmm. all those things were really great because it showed the mastery of all of that, of the mind in addition to the body as well. And they let all of that go for him just to be this tough uh, badass, if you will. And there's just not a lot of a layer of nuance to him anymore. But this was going to involve some detective work and it was supposed to be in conjunction with him and The Flash because The Flash is, you know, also... Well, they're, they're trying to make him out to be a detective even though Wally was... A, he's a forensic scientist more than an actual detective. So I was looking forward to the issue. What I enjoyed about it is it really just... It, it's a fight at the end of the day between him and the reverse Flash. So... I've heard all of these things about, you know, Batman this and Batman has a plan and Bob this. And I said, no, Batman shouldn't be able to fight any of these superpowered guys. And if he does, he's usually if he wins, it should be by the skin of his teeth or he's damn near death, you know, at the end of the day. You know, that's how we should go. And that was the fight. The, you know, he was pretty much stalling, playing for time. He got a couple of moves in here, moves in there. But at the end of the day, if he's alive, he's lucky to be alive. And... You know, for me, it's like, this is one of the reasons why I don't want to see those types of fights with Batman. Because if you play them out the way that they should happen, you know, be it with comic book realism or, you know, you want to make, you know, real world realism into it. He's just not going to be alive at the end of the day. It really takes away from all suspension of disbelief. The art as well was just top. So, I I mean, literally, for me, this was a very good, this was a page turner of a book. And... In terms of setting up the the second part, though, I really want to see where they're going to go with it. Now, that being said, my biggest disappointment is that there was no detective work. So for all of the anticipation I had in terms of seeing how they were going to discover things or deduce whatever was based on the clues that they have, all we got was a fight. But I can't say I didn't enjoy the fight. (laughs) Yeah, well, this, um, for me, I did have some issues, but it's interesting to see how King is allowing... um, what was it, Fibach, to just sort of play around, like to do, and then do a story that showcases the art and develops some things that I didn't know about, because they had an Arkham watching the hockey game and trying to work the hockey game into the story, like, it's going back to stuff that they would do, you know, so most of you mainly know, I mean, other artists have done it, but definitely like Steranko or Frank Miller would sort of play off something else happening that isn't related, but the same tone is going on and then this prediction of death, which also plays out with the Flash later on. So there's some interesting story elements. The only thing I would say is, no, I'm saying, so that, that, say, saying that and saying I enjoyed how it seemed like King and Fireback were working together to make this, you know, visually enjoyable comic book. So it has beats, you know, I could, you know, I could complain about the icing and saying, could Batman do this to get his one hit in? But it was fine. The only thing I would say is the whole the, the whole um, trick with the time. I think was it Byrne did it in um, what's that comic? He did it twice, but he did it best in Alpha Flight Twelve, where you see it go from nine seconds down, and he doesn't play. He plays where you feel the tension, where it seems like King is sort of stretching time however he wants, and to get that thing to really work nice is to keep it down to a set time. And keep it so you're on each panel saying the time is is running out, it's running out. It plays out, but otherwise it was okay. I like the fact that the Flash didn't necessarily get there, and there's a good reason why. 
And then they, there's still more hints in what's going on with this Watchmen button. But you know, I would, I was like, is 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 Flash twenty twenty one out? What's going on, with Flash? I, <laughs> I did want to see what was happening next. So that's always a good sign. I can't, you know, I can be nitpicky, but it is a good sign when I wanted to see the next issue. Right. I mean, we had an entire page. There's an entire page of this is about nine panels, and it's just mm-hmm. Batman getting punched. This is not yes. normally the stuff that you know I want to pony up any money to do. Mm-hmm. But again, that's when I guess the story is has surpassed whatever it was that I came the expectations that I came into. Even though this is what I came to read, I was really enveloped into okay, how's he going to get how's he going to get out of this? And then I did they did a very nice trick in one of these sequences where you look. And it's not like everything is taking one second. You look at three panels, and each panel is that same second. So it was 41, 41, 41, you know, just for him to run across. Like in less, you know, and so in less than a second, he's running across to throw Batman through some glass. And, you know, those type of things really did make for, you know, really made for a good moment. Of course, he has to do the supervillain thing where, you know, I got to talk. You know, just kill him. You know, we can't do that. No, I've got to talk to him a little bit. And then, of course, there is, you know, I have to correct myself. There is a bit of deduction on Batman's part where he's saying, well, look, if you're going to vibrate, you know, you can't just vibrate. You got to have something solid to actually vibrate on. That's just, you know, physical law. And that's how he's able to get that one you know, mm-hmm. he's able to get that one hit in. And then, of course, he's able to get some hits. And you can hear all the Batman fanboys screaming like, "That's yeah, Batman's always got a plan. He's got a plan. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Reverse Flash comes over, you know, does a sonic boom. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'll take a couple of hits. But you're not winning this one. It's, it's, just, not, it's just not going to happen. So in, in terms of story structure, you know, I thought that was, you know, I thought it was pretty good. It, it, it was just a page turner. It was just a page turner at the end of the day. And then, of course, when the Flash shows up too late, you know, that becomes an issue like, oh, wait a second. You know, it's one second. Everybody, you know, as a reader, you're saying, okay, the Flash should be here right now. It shouldn't take him longer than a couple of minutes. And then he doesn't show. He gives that excuse. He sees Batman all beat up. But, of course, you know, Batman's tough. He's been thrown off a building by Bane and had his back broken. He'll be okay. But just like you said, oh, right, I want to see what's going to happen in Part 2. And if there can be any detective work at all, whatsoever, any further deductions or anything of that nature from what we're seeing. And they give us a little bit to go on with that actual button and some connection with Psycho Pirate's mask, but not the stuff that I was actually looking for, especially since they built it up as a detective story with these two guys and, you know, Batman being the lead detective. But to be quite honest, Detective Chimp is a better detective than The Flash at the end of the day. So, you know, but Detective Chimp doesn't have his own comic. So we get, we see why they're paired up. Well, that's one of the things that I was looking at with this was, um, well, the other thing that you point out, just going to the idea of Batman, you know, why don't they kill him? But it was also, I never really, when I was a kid watching comic books, I didn't mind that Batman would get knocked out and captured and they wouldn't kill him. But to the modern audience, they were like, why doesn't the Joker just kill him? And it's like, well, no, we're getting all this other cool stuff that's happening that Batman has to get out of. Yeah, that's that was a draw to the character. He was this great escape artist. He would get captured because these guys would get the drop on him. So, and that was supposed to also be part of his character. The Batman was a regular guy. Okay, you could sneak up on him. He wasn't going to be perfect or anything of that nature. And they would always put him in, especially if you watch the the '66 series, the reruns. He was, you know, something would happen, and that was part of the draw. How the hell was he going to get out of this? You know, how will Batman escape this time? And if he does, at what cost? Tune in next time. And they just totally scuttled that for him to be. 
this master planner who's always, you know, 10 steps ahead, but then it totally ruined a lot of his rose gallery. Like, how can you have these guys as competent threats when you're 10 steps ahead of everybody? You can beat everybody on the Justice League, but you can't take out the Joker. So that, you know, that becomes an intrinsic problem with it. But this issue, I think, solves a lot of that. I don't know how far they'll go with it, but it does solve a lot of that for me because he's really not supposed to be fighting these. He's not on the same level as these guys. If he can survive, that will be great. And we all, you know, we get to see that with him. If anything, I'll give him a win simply because he's still breathing at the end of this when he, you know, actually should be, you know, when he actually should be dead. And yeah, Fabok's art is, yeah, it's pretty compelling. It's very well done. It's very well done in terms of the pacing as well. So this is the second, yeah, I was reading the Batman storyline with Bane, which I think that was, that was great all the way up until the end. And then they just gave him the whole Batman move. I'm Batman. And, you know, he kind of wins at the end. I'm like, eh, whatever. But they really built it up to the point, I guess, it was popular enough that Bane is going to get his own miniseries. So I said, okay, fine. I can win both ways. But this right over here, yeah, it's not the comic that I wanted, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah, there's was, there was uh, one of the other bits that you'd said about this, and I just it just dropped out of my memory. But it was one of the one of the things with um, Batman. Let me just take a quick look. Let's just pause for a second. There's something I wanted to say. Oh, the the part that you were talking about the detective work. That's the thing. Like I always I always kind of like there's always good detective work, and what I call like um, to date myself heart to heart. Like heart to heart. They go on vacation, they make out, they walk on the beach, and they, all the stories about to happen, and then a body would just roll up because they're about to leave town. And it's like, oh, we got to solve this. The, the, the mystery runs into them. This time, Batman has the button, and it's just next to this mask, and then something happens that we don't know. So that going that part, I wish Batman would have done something or examined it or put something and caused it and saying, hey, this is vi-, you know, vibrating the same wavelength as that. Or something dumb. Something to connect it to make Batman at least make the connection between the two. You know, but um, otherwise, they give, you, they give you more hints coming on with what happened with the reverse flash. So, it's very interesting to see what is going on on the other side of this button. This button is has a lot more more power than it had in the actual Watchmen series, so... <laughs> well, the Watchmen button in the Watchmen series had no power <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. So this this is definitely an upgrade from what we were reading <laughs> in terms of Watchmen. Uh, I'll continue on with the dating. The... was it that show was with who? Robert... It was with... Uh, oh, man, I can't... I can only remember the lead actress. That was uh, Steph- and, uh, Stephanie Powers. Stephanie Powers, yeah, yeah. But those yeah. were... <laughs> Those were less character-driven stories and more plot-driven stories where, okay, we're tuning in every week because we want to see how these guys are going to sort it out. All right, because mm-hmm. other than that, it's not believable that these guys just keep falling into all of these problems, you know, every single week. Get better security, that sort of thing. And it was also a show where, like, the husband and wife actually were attracted to each other. You know, they couldn't keep their hands off each other, so that was, I guess, the other draw of it. There was, some, there was the whole romantic aspect of it as well with... You know, with modern, with a lot of modern comics, they threw out a lot of that for. Uh, they really threw out of it for lowest common denominator action. And this, I, I have to admit, this book can will definitely feed that lowest common denominator want for action. 
it's just done well. And that's where I, that's where I can differ on the whole thing. It's, it, I think we were talking about stock. I don't know. If, yeah, I think I was talking with you about stock characters. And one of the reasons why we hate like Mary Sue's or uh, the black best friend is because they stand out like a sore thumb. But when they're done well, we don't really care because it's just enveloped into the story and mm-hmm. we're entertained. That is the biggest thing. At the end of the day, am I entertained? If I'm entertained, I can let a whole bunch of stuff go. If I'm not entertained, you know, then it just doesn't happen. So, Right over here, the entertainment the entertainment values, I mean, what can I tell you? You're not wasting your money here. The story is definitely compelling enough that you want to see what's going to happen next. Top art, no issues, no issues on that. You got two of your premier characters. You got three premier characters in terms of Batman, Flash, and Reverse Flash. It's pretty hard, you know pretty hard to be dissatisfied if you just want some into if you just want some you know good entertainment you know something you can actually read it twice because it's you know not necessarily that compelling but that enjoyable just for the pictures yeah this is a good one for you well yeah the timing i would say is something that you know in in doing the review and looking at it again it was sort of like you know fun to look at from panel to panel what's happening like there's a moment where batman tries to punch the reverse flash and you see it go through them, and it's like, oh yeah, like I would go back and pace through it to see that, you know, see what's happening and the timing of how it goes. But I guess we have to get through the reviews of it, our, our actual stars, and I'm going for just giving it three stars. That's what I'm giving it. That's- I knew you would lowball this thing. I knew you would. <laughs> That's not lowball. Oh, a three? Yeah, no, no, I got. I'll give it a four. <laughs> All right, so so we can always round up. No, I think those are the last. I think the last eight reviews, we've either been like on different spectrums or it's like one number different. So we just end up rounding up or rounding down at the end of the day. We got to We got to Well, no, we can't. We have to be ourselves at the end of the day. Yes. I got in trouble with Earl the last time. This guy who comments on our thing, he said, "Don't, I mean, don't back down." So I'm not backing down anymore. I hear you, Earl. I'm not doing it. No, whatever, Earl. Go take a shower. <laughs> Whoever you are, Earl. Yeah, go wash up. We we didn't ask. <laughs> no, we just. Uh, I mean, again, for me, the biggest thing with reading comics is that I don't like to feel that I've wasted my money. Okay, that's why a lot of guys, at least you know, in the older days of the comic book store, you go over and a lot of guys were reading off the shelf. And I thought the biggest compliment you could give a comic is that you thumb through it. You pretty much read at least 50% of it by thumbing through it, and you still wanted to buy it. You still wanted to own that particular comic. I think those work pretty well. But, I mean, this was old school for me. When this issue came out, literally, I was at the store, and I had to contain myself, because I don't read a lot of the comics in hand anymore. A lot of the ones I want to preserve, so I won't even read it. I'll just keep it in the bag, and I'll read the digital copy that I got or something. But this was one like, no, couldn't wait. Had to pop it out. Had to turn, you know, turn in the pages. What's going on? But, again, it's just really, I mean, the entertainment value has been pretty good. DC's done a very good job of they've done a very good job of maintaining this. This is a two-year storyline, and I can't say it feels like a two-year storyline at all. Superman has been steady. Batman books have been pretty entertaining. I haven't got a chance to read anything with the Flash up until now, but I've heard nothing bad about that. There's still, of course, your characters that are on the fringes, but they've been on the fringes for so long. Guys like Hawkman, Green Arrow, they, they never really know what to do with them, unfortunately. But hey, your core characters, you know, your core characters are there. What what more can I say? It's a goodbye. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's gonna be it. The only thing I was paging through this book, and in the back end, they had the Lazarus contract. Excuse my pronunciation. They have uh, this DC rebirth 
Titans Teen Titans Deathstroke Titans Annual Lazarus Contract. Let's just give a little precursor. We're gonna do this. I mean, it has your boy Christopher Priest on it. He's a part of this thing. He's on there. He can heal me. Obviously, he does. He's doing Deathstroke, so he's got one of the issues. Okay. All right. I might. I might check that out. I'm still disappointed in his last book. That last outing he did with Superman versus Deathstroke. I just. Still, it's been like how many months? Come on, don't months. look. I gotta hold the man to his word. I can't. You can't tell me that you're tired of the Dark Knight Returns stuff. And then when I read the story, I was like, well, this is kind of the Dark Knight Returns stuff. The biggest problem I have with that is that he let Superman allow Deathstroke to kill the guy that he was trying to kill. I was like, no, no, no. I understand that if it's whoever's book it in, they're supposed to to win. But you're gonna let Superman let this dude kill someone? I'm not too sure about that. Can't uh. I can't agree with you there. Sorry. Love you, Priest, but... Eh. We need to be able to get another interview with him. He might not be so nice once he finds out the Spinarak guys went at him again. Well, hey, all I can say is what I said. I love you, Priest. Don't agree with everything. But, you know, love you, Priest. We, we definitely want some more time. If you're listening, more time, please. <laughs> well, I guess that's going to be it. Just remember... We're bringing you Avengers Forever is coming. We just got to get some images. A lot of, there's a lot of content. Same like if you read Avengers Forever, it had a lot of, you know, a lot of checklists in there. So we got a lot of good stuff coming to you. We're gonna have a versus series coming out. Definitely yeah. keep your eyes open for that. We're just, you know, we're hardworking guys. We got a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you know, for, for all you people who've been with us since the beginning. You know, thanks for everybody who's coming on. Stay on. We got a lot of stuff coming. It's gonna be a really big year for us. All right, thanks everyone, and see you later. Spin the wreck out. We're out. Okay, yeah. stop recording.